Let's get another Griffin Sports Network podcast in. I am Dave Riggert. Earlier in the week, we talked with Ty Danielson as he got promoted from a GA to an assistant coach job. And now let's meet the newest member of the Missouri Western men's basketball coaching staff. His name is Tim Pete as he comes from UNC Greensboro, played at Tulsa. Coach Martin was a GA at Tulsa. They met there. And again, as he just joked with me off the air, he's probably known Coach Martin longer than anybody in St. Joe. Tim Pete, how are you, my friend? It's great to have you in St. Joe and at Missouri Western. I'm doing good. I'm blessed, you know, just, you know, in the office, we just have a, a little staff meeting. Um, probably going to get a workout in with Coach Danielson here soon at some point throughout the day. But, you know, enjoying my time in St. Joe, it, it, it's it's a really nice place. It, it has enough for me. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a homebody anyways, and I just love basketball. So I, these people here love basketball. We, we'll have a lot in common. You know, Coach, first of all, congratulations to get this gig. I'm sure is exciting for you. Is, is this Was this kind of the next step in your progression? You've been at Greensboro, but not as an assistant coach, just as a director of, of player development. Was this the next progression for you to try and get a gig like this? To be honest, uh, I've just kind of just led by faith. Uh, I, like I, I, I did. I did have an assistant spot when I was at, in junior college for a year at Chipotle after I got finished at uh, – at Greensboro, worked for Brandon Foley, who's now got you know a better better opportunity at Buffalo as an assistant. Now, um, I, I went back to UNC Greensboro because I was you know I felt loyal to the guys that gave me, me my shot in the business. Um, but we talked, and they knew I wanted to you know expand myself as a coach and as and, and throughout this business. And they looked at the opportunity, and they was like, "It's no way that you can't." you can turn that down because it's a chance to, to grow. It's a chance to keep expanding your network. And also you got a chance to be really good. And it just, it was a no brainer for me, especially working for somebody that, like I said, I've known for a long time and I trust him. Uh, and I feel like he trusts me and to be one of the first phone calls he makes uh, is, you know, really humbling for me. So it was, it was a no brainer for me because I, I feel like when, when your guys call you and they need your help, the type of person I am, I, I start what I'm doing, and I, and I and I come, I come running, and I I come with open arms and an open heart and a free mind, free spirit. Talk about that a little bit more. Just your relationship with Coach Martin. Obviously, it goes back to your days when you were a player at Tulsa, and he was a GA, and and obviously that relationship must have bloomed. And even when I talked with with Ty earlier this week, he talked about being a GA, and that relationship is different with the players as opposed to an assistant coach or the head coach. And did you kind of feel that same way that you had that relationship with with, with Will at that time, and that's where it really blossomed? I mean, to be honest with you, Dave, uh, Will's probably one of the guys that triggered some things in me to be a coach. Uh, I am a coach's son, so I do have it in my blood to be a coach. Um, But when he came in my senior year, I was – we were really similar in age. You know, we was really close. And a lot of my teammates were nervous to work out with Will because they knew that he was a workout guy. And they they didn't want to throw up or they didn't want to pass out. And I was one – I was the only guy that would do it. And I, and I – my teammates like, yo, he, he's legit. He's real. He could, he could make us better. They all jumped in and our team actually got better. And we took a, you know, a lot of steps forward that year to be able to win a championship. And it went from that to where our relationship went from not working out because I, I was much older, had a lot more miles in my body than my teammates to where he would 
literally be in the, the coaches' meetings, and we would have lunch or we'd be on the bus or we'd be night before a game, and we'd be breaking down film of our opponents and and trying to figure out things I could give my t- my teammates little nuggets to remember to be able to get a stop in key times or understand what this player wants to do and understand breaking down personnel clips and time score. Um, so that was our, that's how our relationship really went to another level. And not just because he's from Nashville, I'm from Memphis, people would know that that's, that's the surface of our relationship, but our, our relationship really expanded through that. And then the more we got to be around each other, we, we kind of, we kind of understand that we both have the same face and we just kind of just live in the moment and just drown in it because it's no other, no other better feeling than, than winning and making, making sure other people around you get better and seeing something, seeing them do something that you've been working with them for two, three months and they finally do it in the biggest moments on the biggest stage and they do it. It's no better feeling as a, as a human being and as also as a coach. Lieutenant Tim Pete, he's the newest men's basketball assistant coach as he joins Will Martin's staff here in his first year. And, you know, as a player, too, sometimes it's hard to kind of dive into those X's and O's and, and really break down film. And the good ones certainly do. And I'm sure as you matured, you probably didn't do that quite as much when you were younger. But as you matured, you saw how important it was. And to go through it with Coach Martin, that probably did bring you closer and and. and as you mentioned, it kind of gave you a career path and that, okay, maybe this is what I want to do here once I'm done playing ball is coach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, like I said, I'm a coach's son, so I've always been a little weird when it comes to basketball. I, I always want to figure out how guys score, not not, not what they were doing. <laughs> right. I, I always want to figure that out because I, like I, I've been blessed to be around a guy named Justin Hurt, who's from Kansas City, he averaged 20 points a game at my freshman year. I guarded him every day my freshman year. He would literally come to me in the huddle and ask me what teams were doing to him defensively so he could, so he can keep getting it, getting his, his average and, and help us win games. And my college roommate, Jordan Clarkson, who's one of the – he's one of the best scorers in the NBA right now. And to see him work and see how he did, and, and for me as a teammate, I, I, I knew that he was built different than me. And for me to be really good for him, I would have to guard the best player and create other shots for him to make his life easier at times. So I, that, that's where that's the film study came. And then I also had guys like Shaq Harrison, who's I was also in Kansas City, who's young, who was younger, but I had to be able to explain it to him. And that's where the, the relationship with me and Coach Martin came in, of being able to explain what I was seeing to younger guys that may have not been exposed to everything I've been exposed to. Um, so I guess I've been blessed to be able to be a coach's son, be around two great head coaches at Tulsa, and then have great GAs that was around me there and assistant coaches that allowed me to not just be a player but also be a fly on the wall in meetings. Like I said, I, I've always been kind of the weird, the weird athlete that, I cared about winning so much that I, if I can get any edge, I would I would do that. Not just in the weight room or on the court. I, I was more of a a really uh, cerebral guy when it comes to watching film and understanding personnel. You're gonna fit right into this coaching staff. 
I think everybody else <laughs> is the exact same way with you. I mean, it, it's awesome to hear you talk about that because it, it reminds me of Coach Martin, Coach Danielson, even Weston to a certain degree because he's he's diving into it all the yeah. time also. So that's awesome. We're talking to Tim Peep, mm-hmm. again, assistant basketball coach at Missouri Western. And I want to get into your time at Tulsa and, and maybe some more stories with Coach Martin. But, you know, you mentioned with, when Coach Martin made the phone call to you and it was a no-brainer. Uh, just talk about what 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 did he tell you about what's happening here at Missouri Western, the culture that's been building, what's been going on these last couple of years. To be honest, I was I was on this Zoom call uh, with Alvin Brooks the third, who's been putting on these be ready Zoom calls with younger assistant coaches and just networking. And he called me, and I and so I told him I would call him back, but he sounded so energetic and anxious. So I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna call him right back. Forget this Zoom call, I'm gonna call him. And, he literally just called and said, you know, I have an opportunity that we've been talking about, you know, for the past five years. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like, just go ahead and just tell me. He's like, man, I, I think that I might have a chance to be the head coach here. And will you be willing to, to come with me? And I, I, I have a short list and the, the list is just you. And then I don't know anybody else. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've built a relationship with Coach Sundance over the past few years and his energy. And to see those guys take the steps forward they had the last two years um, shows that they do work really hard and that their faith in what they believe in is, is showing. And, and it's just taking great steps forward. Um, and I just want to be a part of it. I think that if we do keep following the blueprint that they have laid out and – keep getting these guys to understand what we see and give these guys much, even more confidence to be able to produce and believe in themselves. That's, that's what it's about. I, I, like I told, I told Coach Mark, I, I we went 18 games this year. That's a really good year, huh? And we was in the, in the office laughing about it because we playing 22. But we know they're all going to mean something. And getting these guys to realize that from day one that we walk on, on campus and walk in this gym together, that every, every day means something and live in the moment. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll we'll be really happy about about our team. Yeah, no doubt. And talk a little bit about the past couple months because obviously it's been a, a it's been a different world for everybody. And obviously for you guys as a first year coaching staff, and for you not knowing the guys, at least Coach Martin, Coach Danielson, and Weston, they they've been around the team for a lot uh, the last couple of years. But for you now, you're starting to, you're trying to get to know these guys, and I'm sure you've watched some film. You've you've been on Zoom calls, but has it been strange just not to be able to be face to face with a lot of these guys? And you you have been here lately with a few, but just not everybody has this been a little bit different for you for me it's been really really hard because i'm a big relationships guy like when you talk about being able to see see people face to face and see their body language and their eyes and their demeanors and see what triggers them i'm a big big relationships guy um i think that's my gift more so than anything exit knows um that's why the zoom calls have been really really good for me just to keep me active um but I, I do think that the guys, when I do talk to them, they understand that uh, they do feel my energy and my sense of pride in who I am as a man, as, as a coach, and I want them to, to, to grow and grow each day. But also it helps that John Anderson, who's on the roster, I, I, I know his father really well from being from Memphis. His dad coached at my high school. His dad was a, a big-time high school coach when I was really, really young. And then I also coached Little John in the summer. Uh, a while back when I first graduated college, so he, he and he and he has expressed how I am to his teammates a lot because 
he is he is a big vocal voice to his teammates. So it has helped knowing that I have have him to lean on to have those guys trust me earlier than probably would be since it's not I'm in a pandemic. I don't have those guys face to face, and it's been really it's been unique, but it's, it's challenged me for a guy that loves to network and meet people and do those things to get out of my comfort zone and not shake hands, but just call, you know, send them a text, be on Zoom calls, send emails, and do things that not, are not normal for me when I, when I talk about building relationships. Yeah, that's tough. I'm, I'm sure that is good to have little John uh, in your corner, especially being a guy from Memphis Central. But, you know, we're talking to Tim Pedigan, assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western. And do you feel like you've been able to kind of get to know the guys fairly well despite not seeing them face-to-face? Did you go back? Did you study some film on just kind of the type of player that they are and, and things that you can do to try and help them? Yeah, I've, I've actually watched a handful of games from last year and actually to see, you know, it's, it's going to be really unique how we implement guys like Caleb Bennett into this lineup and the new and the other newcomers Um because it's going to be a little, we're going to be a little bit more athletic. We're going, to, I think, we're going to share share a little bit more just because of the type of guys that we we've added. Um, of course, you want to be able to get guys like Reese Glover easier shots. Of course, you know because if, if he's getting easier shots, that means he's probably making more. Um, but we want our guys to be really, really aggressive. With guys like Will Eames to be to take a step step forward in this leadership role and. Tyree and his body and dedication to his body and and conditioning and getting those guys and all these guys to realize that last year was really really good for this program, but do you want more? And when you want more, you have to do some things that you have not ever done before. And one thing right now for us is being in the pandemic. That's something that we 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 never could envision being it being in. And right now, our guys will probably be here and. We'll be in really good shape, and we'll be talking to them. And but now it's on those guys individually to to trust themselves and push themselves out of their comfort zone and go outside and make the job. When, you, when two months ago you probably was playing video games, <laughs> you know. I, and I think that's what we're trying to get our guys to realize: like you have to be selfish and getting better for us right now. Because um, you, you have to be out your comfort zone. Because we're all out of our comfort zone. There's nothing that we can hold your hand doing. We can't force you to do anything. You know. So it's it's getting them to realize, like you're, when you're doing something, it's not it's, it's for yourself, but you're also doing it for our team. Okay, we're trying to Tim Pete, assistant men's basketball coach. One of the newest. He is the newest member of Coach Martin's staff. And does it get you excited when you when you see back at what they did a year ago and you, the the pieces that you talked about, and then you're talking about adding Caleb and Justin Bubak and and Dalton Marsh and Jaqueline Mays and guys like that, and just guys as you mentioned, like the the Williams and those guys, even TC to an extent. They're going to get better. I mean, they're going to get better with age. Does that get you excited about what could happen here next year and beyond? To be honest, it's making me kind of kind of anxious and mad right now that those guys are not here. But no, but to be honest, I think that iron sharp is iron. Um, I think that with TC, he's going, I think he's really really good, really really dynamic with the ball. But guys like Q, they're going to push him. They're going to make him better. And and the only thing that's going to happen to Q when TC goes back at him, it's going to make him better. So it's going to make our team better. So it's, it's going to make us ready for the moment when games come that. They're going to look at each other like I've, I've, I've never been pushed. I've, only, I've been pushed harder in practice by my teammate more so than I am in this game. So 
So I need I, if I if I come with my A game, my right mind, we're gonna be okay. Um, so I I think that's the best part about this roster that we're, we're getting deeper, but also the competitiveness of this group can get really 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 good for us. And I think the more competitive we are in practice, the better we will be in games. And who knows right now if it will it will lead to wins and losses, but I think that we'll be able to at least look in the mirror and be like. This is we're getting better every day, long term than short term right now. Yeah, practices I think will be fun. You're right, <laughs> iron sharpens iron. There's going to be some competitive dudes on that roster coming up. We're talking to Tim Pete, assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western, and you know with with, with the shortened schedule and everything like that, you guys starting a little bit later. Talk about what you guys have kind of d- talked about as a coaching staff, and any changes to to kind of what you're going to do and and. Maybe it's just it's all kind of an unknown right now with you guys, isn't it? Yeah, I think the the, the one thing that we want to do is make sure we have have our players available. You know, I think being available is the best ability that we can have for our guys in our roster right now. So I think that when we do get everybody back, uh, we want to make sure that, of course, they're healthy uh, internally. We want to make sure that they're, they're healthy physically and not not hit the ground running in a sense of making and run these guys into the ground, but more so get these guys more mentally, spiritually, and emotionally ready for game one because game one is going to mean something. Game two is going to mean something. It's not going to be much tune-up to it. So I think the, the more we can get these guys mentally, emotionally, and physically ready before we implement a play or implement a defensive concept, we get these guys – we make sure these guys are ready for, for this long run because everything's going to mean something. And and they're going to know from day one that we care about them from day one. We care, but at the same time, we need to take steps for every day. It's not going to be time to take three steps back. We have to get 1% better every day to be able to exceed our goals. Coach, do you know much about the MIAA? I'm sure the, 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 I'm sure the coaching staff has kind of clued you in, but but obviously a lot of times when a Division One player will come down and, and come down to this level, sometimes they're kind of surprised by how good the league is, how good Division Two is. I'm sure you've learned and you've been at junior college and then obviously at Division One. But uh, do you know a ton about the MIAA? In the sense of I, I, the league, no, but in the sense of watching teams in this league uh, from from teaching standpoints because me and a graduate assistant that I grew up, I worked with while I was at Greensboro, we would watch uh, teams in this league because they're so skilled. Um, and we were still, and our team in Greensboro was wanting to figure out ways to get more skilled guys on our roster to take a, take a step forward in that program. Um, so, of course, if you know about the, the north northwest Missouri's, I, 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 they're really, really talented, really, really well coached, really, really fundamentally sound, and play well together. Then you have I played I played for the head coach at Washburn at Tulsa, you know, so I played for Coach Ballot, so I, I know how detailed he is and, and how fiery he is as a competitor. I I know Bob Hoffman; he was at Mercy. He's a really, really he's like a he's a savant when you talk about offensive concepts and getting his team to. In, in great position to score. Um, and and also other teams around the league, I know Jeff Boshi, I, I interviewed for that job when I was fresh out of college. You know, he's a really, really great guy, really, really has that program in a really, really good spot. And I understand what this league is about in a sense of you have to have skill 
you have to have togetherness and you have to have toughness. Um, but at the same time, that doesn't change at any level of basketball. You know, I, I think that the the best coach teams are the are player coach teams, player driven teams. Uh, when, that, when when your when your players are coaching each other and getting on each other, that that's that leads to you having time chances to win championships because they're holding each other accountable. It makes your job easy as coaching because all you all you're doing is coaching basketball. You're not coaching the little things. The players are coaching the little things. They're coaching being on time. So I think the the, the culture of programs is more so the thing that I want to help bring here. Uh, and and just go from there. I, I think that, of course, the longer you're in the league, the more talent you want to bring into your program. But I think the culture that most most of these winning programs in this league have are they're all they're all player driven teams, and they, they know they know who they are as players, and they 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 win games, and they play hard, and they, they're tough, and they hold each other accountable. And the coaches definitely don't have to hold hold their hand doing all everything. They, they, the players just players play and the coaches coach yeah no doubt we're talking to Tim Pete again assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western and coach let's go back in time a little bit go back to your time at growing up in Memphis Tennessee and it's kind of a hotbed for basketball there's a ton of, of tremendous basketball players you played at a great high school that's pretty well known in Memphis Central but how was it growing up in Memphis to be honest I grew up I feel like in the renaissance time of basketball in Memphis I, I, I joke about it but I feel like when I was when I was growing up, high school basketball was just okay. Um, I, I feel like it was really good. It was really good players around, but I think as a high, as high school from different different areas, it was it was just one or two teams in each area. But when I when I finally got to high school, you had every high school could had a guy that could give you thirty, you know, and and it was really unique to grow playing with different McDonald All-Americans from Elliot Williams to Joe Jackson to Adonis Thomas. And, that, and that's just a matter of three years. And you have guys that wasn't, weren't all McDonald All-Americans that are in the NBA right now, like Ian Clark and Jarnell Stokes, who was. And you, so you have guys that, that really, that were really competitive. So I, I feel like Grump and Memphis kind of make you always on your toes, man. And that's just in in the sense of you, if you don't if you don't come ready, somebody's going to come take your spot. It probably made you um, tough, didn't so it? I, I, yeah, it made. Oh, it definitely makes you tough. And I, like I tell, I, I actually called John Anderson the first day uh, when I got the job that you know I, I'm, I'm going to love you to death, you know, because you played in my high school. But man, I'm sorry that you're not even you're not even top five of my high school greatest players. Man, I'm sorry. You know, and he he just started laughing because I I told him. I, you're not better than me. You're not a better high school player than me, man. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm not reason you got to wear that jersey. I saw <laughs> I mess with him all the time about it. Um, but it's like I said, it's, it's really, really a, a unique place. Uh, I would literally take my city over a lot of states and states. I would take what I grew up basketball wise. I would take my city over a lot of states when you talk about competing in basketball. Yeah, it's uh, and it's gotten so much better, and, and obviously it's uh, it's a hotbed for basketball, no doubt about that. How about your decision to go to Tulsa out of Memphis? Did you want to go to, to the University of Memphis? I grew up, of course, loving the University of Memphis. Coach Calipari had their place in, in yeah. unreal positions at the time. But I grew up wanting to always get away from Memphis. Cause I, 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 traveling AAU-wise, you got to be able to – see the world um and it's unique how i got recruited to tulsa so 
kids today use the EYBL, the Under Armour, and the Adidas circuit to really get recruited. I, I, I was a, I, my team as a sophomore, we won Bob Gibbons. And if you know basketball, Bob Gibbons at the time probably was the number one tournament in the country. And I got offered by Baylor. I got offered by Ole Miss. Got offered by Arkansas and all these, you know, higher level schools. And the way that and the first time my faith ever got tested was I got hurt going into my junior year. And so, and I stopped, I stopped playing AAU. I didn't play AAU going into my senior year. I, I kind of just went off the grid and just got better and worked on my fundamentals and got my body right because I, I, I literally, first time in my life, I couldn't play basketball because I, I had a quad injury. And I literally was playing pickup in Memphis. And like I said, I felt like it was the best, the best era of basketball in a long time in, in Memphis. And I'm playing pickup with Ellie Williams, Leslie McDonald, who went to North Carolina, uh, Ian Clark, who's an all all league all time player at Belmont, you know, and really really high level players. And I'm getting recruited. I'm getting recruited off pickup games, you know. I'm, I'm getting recruited off because coaches could actually go watch pickup back in the day. Um, so I'm getting recruited off pickup. And the next thing you know, Jeremy Ballard, who's the head coach at FIU right now, um, he we exchange numbers, we talk, and a few days later, Doug Wojcik, the head coach drive down to see me, you know, at my high school. And then next thing you know, a week after that, David Kaysun and Jeremy Ballard drive back down to see me. And the next thing you know, two months later, Doug Wojcik and they're all flying down in a private plane to come to my family, to see my family in my house. And, of course, it was hard for me to not to go to Middle Tennessee State because that, I, that was one of the only schools that really showed a lot of love towards me. But to, to, for the head coach for the head coach to put that much effort into me and and tell me what his what he envisioned me as as a player, it was it was a no brainer on top on top of I built a relationship with Jordan Clarkson, who's a really good friend of mine, and we just kind of saw that we got recruited by the same schools, and we saw the writing on the wall with the other guys that were very certain that would be freshmen with us, and we was like, man, we could be really good by the time we're juniors. You know, we could be a really, we could be a top twenty-five team because they were a, a friend's top twenty-five team, but not committed to them. So it was like, there's no way that I, I'm going to turn the opportunity down. Of course, growing up in Memphis, play, playing, seeing the Conference USA Conference, that that's that's a dream of mine, playing that conference. Cause I grew up watching it when it was Cincinnati and Marquette, you know, in Louisville. So that's, that's a dream to to be in that conference and also come back home and play. We're talking to Tim Pete again, assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western. He did go on and play at Tulsa. And, you know, you guys had some really good teams, too, didn't you? I mean, you guys were very competitive You in the league, and, and you guys got to the NCAA tournament. You guys had some really good teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the one thing about it is we had really good teams, but we couldn't ever get over the hump until my last year. And the, I think the one biggest difference was the leadership of the team. Team of it not not had nothing to do with coaching because I played for two great coaches guys that I I go back to to this day, but I just think as a, as players I think that we all took a step back and realized that it's not about how coaches coaching us it's about what he's saying to us and he's trying to get us better and teammates also checking on teammates like it, I I can honestly say when I was in college I never ate by myself. 
I, I literally never went anywhere by myself. If you saw one of us, you saw two or three, and sometimes six. It was we were a really, really big family, and that's the one thing I, I do want to carry on the rest of my career in this business. I want I want to be around guys that want to be around their teammates, and because it's a life, it's a lifelong it's a lifelong investment. Like I still talk, I talk to all every team I ever played with. I still talk to them just because they were some they they, they were important to me. Uh, even the walk-ons, even the guys that were managers, I talked to them all just because I feel like that's that's what made that place special to me. Um, it, it, it was the family, it was the family feel that we all got there when we were there. It, it, like I said, if you if we were going to the gym, you wasn't going to the gym by yourself. It was you was going with two or three of your teammates. If you were going to eat, you were going to eat with two or three of your teammates. Um, so I, if you were playing video games, it, it, we didn't have online like the guys have online. Now. We <laughs> yeah. would be in the room waiting, waiting for the joystick to be passed around. You know that, and that, that's just how we were. I mean, that's the type of team that we had. And and when we got to practice, we were able to really get on each other and not know it was not not think that it was personal. We got we did it out of love because we all wanted to win. I'm not, if I played ten minutes or if he, or if he played twenty five minutes, we just wanted to win games and. And like I said, I, I've been fortunate enough to be around great, great people. Um, of course, I, wa- I wanted to win more games with Coach Logic, but we did it, and I was able to get Coach Manning, and we took a step forward and got to that got to the NCAA tournament. And I, but to be honest, like both those guys recruited really, really great people to be around me, and they, I, I feel like those guys I was around made me a better man, a better person, and a better basketball player. A lot of that stuff you're talking about with with everybody being around each other, it, it seems a lot like Missouri Westerns guys right now. I love these guys here, and I think it's a very similar situation. And I, I think you'll find that once everybody gets on board here. As we talked to Tim Pete, assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western, and talk about your connection to UNC Greensboro. You went there for a couple of years as a graduate assistant. You left to go to Chipola College, a junior college down in Florida. Then you went back this past year as the director of, of player development, but how talk about your connection with UNC Greensboro and how you ended up there. It's really, really unique. Uh, so coach Miller, uh, his father's like one of the, his, his father played baseball at, at Wake Forest. Um, and of course I, I just got done playing at Tulsa. I'm at home, um, coaching high school basketball and, I get a call from Coach Manning and, and that staff, and they're like, do you want to be a GA still? I, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever. And it comes to find out that Coach Miller, Miller, Miller had asked his father, or told his, excuse me, told his father about him being a GA, and that's how our dialogue started. So I, I it all started just, like I said, from – I think that my my core value, which is I'm really big on relationships. I had a good, great relationship with that group of staff members that I played for at Tulsa. They remembered I, I let them know what I wanted out of my life and career, and I wanted to be in the in the coaching business. And they remembered, and then when the opportunity somebody asked asked them the question, they mentioned me. Um, just fortunate enough, when I interviewed at the Final Four in Houston for the GA spot, I interviewed horrible. You know, I. I, I <laughs> I was nervous. No, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. I it was. A, I, I was horrible. That was my first time ever interviewing for anything in my life, and um, 
But just fortunate enough, the associate head coach was Mike Roberts, who to this day is hands down one of the smartest men I've ever been around in my life. Um, he was at Rice when I was in the league in, at Tulsa. And we literally used to – we never lost to him. Never lost to him. And, he, and now he's at Greensboro. And he remembered me as a player. And also you had Chris Lepore on that staff who was really who was a, who was a manager for my best friend Ian Clark who's at Belmont. So I had two relationships that I had zero clue about going into it. Um, and they literally sold me to Coach Miller. And I'm pretty sure how I know Coach Miller now, he had his doubts about former players. And I don't know if he, if he's willing to sacrifice, you know, to be different for him. And, but those two guys told him that he's a, he's a different former player because of the role he played there and who he played for. Um, so to this day, I'm forever in debt to those guys just because they, they put their name on me. And I, I'll tell any young guy that's trying to get in this business or getting anything in their life, uh, you always you never want to burn bridges and you always want to carry yourself the right way because you never know who's watching and you never know who could help, help you. And you always want somebody, when somebody calls about your name, you want them to be able to sell you and, and not give you, give you the uh, answer. That you, want, you want them to be able to honestly tell people who you are and be able to, to help you be able to get to where you want to get to. It's all about connections, isn't it? And that's part of probably why why you're such a big relationship person because, again, you never know what can happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's, I've, I've been blessed to be around those guys. Uh, what they've done, uh, it kind of remind, reminds me of the situation going into it. Um, as a GA coming here, you know, had a, had a really good year. At the end, going towards the end of the year, go down the stretch and, you know, just wasn't able to get get to over the hump. But the work that those guys remember how hard it was to be good and the work those guys put in in the summer and the preseason and the belief that they could do it started started really early for those guys because they, they, they wanted more. And when you want more, like I said, when you want more, you got to do some things you're not comfortable doing. And I, I, I think that that's, that's where we're headed because, I, I, like I said, Coach Wicks, has done a great job the last two years putting this place in a great position for us. And like I said, he brings the juice, you know, like, like that's his thing. And like, I, I tell I tell everybody here that I, I can't be Sundance when you talk about bringing the juice, but I have my own and I, I do it my way. I know who I am. I'm securing who I am as a man. And I'm going to let these guys know that I love them and I want them to be, I want them to be as good as players that they're supposed to be, but also understand that winning winning games is the best memory you have in the, in, the, in in college basketball. Because I do remember the losses more because I didn't lose that much, you know. But it, it's when you talk about winning, it takes it takes a lot, a lot of effort to win games at the college basketball level. No matter if you're Division Two, Division One, JUCO, it takes a lot of energy and effort and focus and patience. And a lot of will to to win games at this level, and you have to you have to have to be able to understand that the work that you put in is is really really important. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking to Tim Pete again, assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western, and 
You know, I think it says something too, Coach, that that you went away to junior college. You, you were at Chipola for a year as an assistant coach there, and then Greensboro has a, a position open for you, and they come right back to you after you were just a, away for a year. So I'm sure that that had to make you feel pretty good, and that that talks about an impression you put on them that they wanted you to come back and, and be there last year as their director of player development. Yeah, it was really, really unique how it happened. Um, I enjoyed my time at Chipola. It's if you know about junior college basketball, it's, they they consider themselves blue blood. Yeah, that's of, big time of, right there. Yep. Junior college basketball, you know that they, they they take the, they take their basketball serious there, and we had a pretty good year that year. I, I thought we did underachieve, and I I was actually, you know, I was we just got the team on campus, and I was just like. Getting my energetic, getting energized back up, just to be like, look, we're going to we're going to get over the hump this year. This is what I want to do. To hopefully, help us do it. And to get the phone call that they had a position open, and if I wanted, it's mine. But they understood. But they also understood if I didn't want to take it because they knew that me coaching basketball and being on the floor with the guys and being on the road and evaluating talent was something I was really, really passionate about at the time. They will understand it, but like I told you at the beginning, when when your guy calls you, that takes a chance on you and sees something in you, the type of person I am, if they if somebody calls, I'm going to drop what I'm doing. I'm going to help them, and that that's just who I am. And I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to to be able to focus on and to to develop a niche, not also not not basketball wise, because I, I feel like. As young coaches, we also get we, we try to stay in our comfort zone as long as possible, and we, and then we all and then we get pigeonholed, and we're labeled as a recruiter, or we're labeled as a video guy, or we're labeled we, we get labeled as something. So I, my thing was, if I go here to be the director of player development, I can't be on the floor. It's a it's you, you can't be on the floor to, at that level, but I can have a great relationship with my compliance office. I can have a great relationship with athletic director i can have a great relationship with the people that they get the academic the academic support and the, and all the other people that work in other departments in the school and i feel like i took advantage of that completely because i got to see different viewpoints of how men's basketball was viewed and i always I got to see how we view other people and i got to better the build relationships with other staff because i was i was point of contact a lot of the times so it allowed me to get out of my comfort zone, and also it was my comfort zone, but an uncomfortable position because I'm, like I said, I'm a relationship guy, but I'm, I'd use it through basketball. I couldn't use basketball to build relationships. I had to literally be in those meetings talking about X, player X, X, Y, and Z not doing what they're supposed to do today, and now I have to be the bad cop, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I, it allowed me to be able to be uncomfortable, but I think long term, I helped grow a little bit through that year, being uncomfortable, not being on the court. Yeah, that's how you grow, be uncomfortable, get in uncomfortable situations, and you grow from there, no doubt about that. We're talking to Tim Pete, assistant men's basketball coach at Missouri Western. And, you know, it's been funny because when, when Coach Martin got the job, obviously there was Anthony Davis kind of broke the news. Obviously he worked with AD with, with, uh, in his time uh, at Kentucky, and then after that as he got drafted, and John Calipari's tweeting stuff about Coach Martin. 
But but you've got some star power behind you as well. Kobe White, formerly of North Carolina, now of the Chicago Bulls, is tweeting about it. Other guys in the NBA, you've got some star power behind you too, don't you? I wouldn't say that. I've, just, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been I've been fortunate enough to be around good people. Um, the Kobe White situation it comes from his older brother. Me and his older brother have gotten really really close. Um, because he, after I was a GA at Greensboro, he took over for me as a GA, and now he, he works with his brother as like a consultant and making sure that he's on his day-to-day grind at what he's supposed to be doing. But our relationship started before Kobe went to Carolina. Um, and I got DJ Stevens is one of my closest yeah, friends. Yeah, that's another he's one. one of the few guys that I, uh, I worked with when I first got out of college. Uh, he was when he was trying to figure out where he was going to play, we I was actually working out with him together. So, And also, we got really close in college because, of course, I was at Tulsa, he was at Memphis, but our grandmothers passed around the same time. So we got really, really close during, during that time. And, of course, I, I, I'm around his daughters whenever I, I'm able to get home, and he's really, really close with me. Um, I lean on him to this day, and like I have guys like Adonis Thomas, guys that he's like a little brother to me. I, I have, I've been fortunate enough. And I, I actually just told Sam Saganos yesterday because he was messing me up, messing with me about it. And I said, man, to be honest, I, like I said, I was a pretty good player in high school to the where I got respect. I wasn't that good. I wasn't that good in, in college to, from from my expectations, but I did. Every time I saw guys, I, I did acknowledge them because they. We have it's a relationship. I feel like basketball is definitely a brotherhood. Um, and when you treat people the right way and you gain their respect, like I think that they also remember that forever. You know. Yeah, no doubt about that. I've kept you for a long time, but we're going to close with this. Obviously, you mentioned you've coached, you've you've known Coach Martin for a long, long time. Do you have any? Do you have any thing that that we don't know about him back in his days at Tulsa when when he didn't have the beard and the long hair? And uh, do, wh- what can you dish on Coach Martin that maybe we don't know about him that maybe only you do? I mean, to be honest, first of all, he's always had long hair. Oh, that's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing he's always had. Um, to be honest, and. Like being around him more now, I've been around him in the last, you know, four or five years. Um, his faith in who he is as a man has changed. Like not not trying to be, you know, joking. Like you, you can tell his confidence in who he is as a person is changed a lot over over the over the course of his time being in the business. Um, I don't know if it's coming from being with with Sundance giving him the confidence. I don't know if it's you know him praying more and being more giving himself to his faith. It's you can you can see the different aura that he co- he holds himself in. Because I, I I'm telling you when he first came to Tulsa, it was I'm a national champion, but I'm nervous. I don't know these guys. I'm not gonna really talk them. Let them come to me. And now is he's a hundred percent not like that. He's a hundred percent. He's going all in to you. No matter no matter the situation, he's coming at you to let you know who he is as a person. He's going to give himself to you. He 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 was not like that as a GA. Um, first off, when we first met, you know, he, he was really really soft spoken. 
um, now, like I said, he's he's more willing to have tougher conversations now. He's so he's grown a lot, just in the sense of as a as a man and as a as a human and as a coach. But I can tell you, he wasn't he wasn't as confident as he was, you know, when he first met me when I was a player. He wasn't he wasn't that confident, you know. So we, <laughs> I, I mess with him all the time about it, like. Like man, you you changed in a sense of just who you are. You know, you know, he know who he is now, and I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm on that same journey every day, is trying to know who I am as a man, and I use him as definitely as somebody I look up to in that. And I think that I wish I could give you a joke <laughs> or something funny about it, but that, I mean, that, to be honest, that that's that's the biggest difference that I see in him um, from from years past of. of he was definitely somebody that didn't want to be the one that's uncomfortable to now that he doesn't mind being uncomfortable. That is a huge compliment. So I think he'll take that. And, and that's awesome to hear because now again, as he takes his program over and brings you guys in, it's just, I, man, I can't wait for this season to get going. Just talking to you, talking yeah. some ball with you and everything. I can't wait for this season to get going. He told me the day he was hired, he goes, Dave, you're going to love the new assistant coach I'm bringing in. He was talking about you and, Man, I, it's great to get to know you. I love Ty, I love Weston, I love this coaching staff, and uh, this team is, is pretty special also. So, Coach Pete, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your time, getting to know you more. I can't wait to stop by, and, and we'll hang out a little bit. I appreciate it, and I'm excited to have you here. But thanks for your time. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, definitely have me. Whenever you need me, just give me a call. I definitely will reach out to you. Looking forward to it.